0: Oilers now with Bob Stoffer. weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio six
1: thirty. Chad. I can take him to a place uh, personally that they can't get to themselves.
0: Right back in this game. A big
1: expectation. Oh, they got the to play. They gotta buy into that, and it's not going to be comfortable at times. I pull and I root for the team because I know if the team's playing well, and makes the people in the city excited and happy. You know, we're in this thing to win. This
0: game. It's over!
1: This is Ryan Eugen Hopkins. This is Arthur Platt. This platform. is Malachi. This is Cam Talbot. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is oil
0: country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings?
1: Yeah, Digitex does that.
0: D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the
1: official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 Shed.
0: Somebody not told me the world gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. She was looking kind of dumb with her finger and her thumb and the shape of an L on her forehead. Well, the years start coming and they don't stop coming. Fed to the rules and I hit the ground running. Didn't make sense not to live for fun. Your brain gets smart, but your head gets dumb. So much to do, so much to see. So what's wrong with taking in the back streets? If you don't go, you'll never shine if you don't glow. Hey now, you're an all-star. Get your game on. Go play. Hey now, you're a rock star. Get the show on. Get paid. All that All-star weekend. Welcome everybody. Bob Stoffer in the 630 Chad Studios, the city south side. This is Oilers Now, brought to you by Digitex PCs copiers, supplies, printers, laptop, IT, plotters, software. And now Digitex can manage your corporate cell phone plan, saving your company money, all your devices managed at digitex.ca. This is Oilers Now. It is All-Star Weekend. We'll have some comments courtesy of uh, EdmontonOilers.com. Uh, from Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl coming up in the first uh, half hour of the show. We'll also replay a quick clip yesterday with, uh, you know, i tell you he's fast become one of the most popular guests, and that's because he lets her fly, Brian Burke. Uh, we're going to get to that. Uh, Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey at Rogers at 12.35. Talk a bit about the Edmonton Oilers' uh, search for a general manager. We will go open line and uh, do some text between 105 to 135 today on a River Creek Resort and Casino hotline. They got Jeremy Holtz coming up. Uh uh, that is February 2nd at the River Cree Resort and Casino. Tickets at ticketmaster.ca. And you can reach us on our River Cree Resort and Casino hotline, 7804960063. You can also text us at 630 630 on our Heartland Ford text line. Don't buy a new or pre owned Ford without giving Heartland Ford a chance. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford today. I had a board meeting last night at a uh, Southside establishment with some fellows, had some engaging conversation on the current plight of the uh, hockey team. Um, and, uh, these guys, uh, they know the game. They reiterated the point. Uh, I know it's looking tough right now. Um, but at the end of the day, the Evans still are blessed to have, uh, the best player in the world. Another probably top 25 player in the world. Uh, three excellent centers Connor McDavid Leon Settle, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Oscar Clefbaum coming back shortly after the All Star Week slash bye Week, and, uh, Yes, indeed, a guy like Darnell Nurse as well. So uh, pretty uh, interesting times here in oil country. Here's how you can reach us on Twitter, at Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer, and reach Brendan at Brendan Escott. We mentioned it's the All-Star Weekend. Yesterday was the media availability. Today, tonight is the skills competition. I'll be over at Rogers Place watching the Edmonton Oilers and the Moose Jaw Warriors play. Uh, Edmonton Oil Kings and the uh, Moose Jaw Warriors play tonight at Rogers Place, uh, and then tomorrow going to see some basketball. Harlem Globetrotters are in town. So we're going to check that out. Let's go to our Oilers now audio vault for Direct Workwear. For product knowledge, compliancy, great price and innovation, com, an Edmonton-based company. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to get to some comments from Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. And then we're going to have a little bit of a discussion about a paradigm shift that occurred in the Oilers organization about 10 years ago. So just stay with us here. But first, uh, Connor McDavid was asked to be at the All-Star Weekend with Leon Draisaitl.
1: He's so deserving of it. Um, you know, it, I was I was so happy when he was voted in. Um, you know, he's earned it. Um, he's he's had a tremendous year, and, and um, you know to be able to be here and and, uh, and enjoy this experience with him and um, you know it uh, means a lot.
0: You ever want Connor McDavid to talk? Uh, get him to talk about something other than himself. He's a lot more comfortable in that regards. Uh, he had this to say: uh, He was asked, you know, a lot of guys get a little bit of downtime during the festivities, and David was asked about that. You got to find a way to uh, to enjoy your break too, um, you know. And, and
1: it's the All Star Game. Um, Leon and I have both earned the right to be here, um, and we uh, we want to enjoy it and and like anyone else, and um,
0: you know, have a nice uh, nice break afterwards and, and get back refreshed. Oilers, uh, you know, some people have written the Edmonton Oilers off, and according to McDavid, one of the focuses uh, will be on proving people wrong after the All-Star break. What I
1: look forward to coming back from the break is uh, is trying our best to prove everyone wrong. Um, you know, we have an opportunity here where um, you know, things seem pretty down on us. Um, you know, there's a sense of negativity within media, within um, you know, everyone around the team, and, you know, we, we, get to, we get to prove people wrong, and we get to decide
0: how we're going to finish the second half. So that's what I look forward to. All right. Uh, now, uh, he spoke briefly on the negativity with some of the media, and some of that negativity actually originates from outside of the Edmonton market. That's a given. I mean, there's individuals that weren't happy that the Oilers won the lottery in the first place in places like Toronto, especially since that year the Leafs had a higher probability uh, if I recall correct, did they not have a higher probability of landing McDavid than Edmonton at that stage? I think they did. Uh, I know Buffalo certainly did, and their noses have been out of joint ever since that occurred. Um, so there was a, a reporter there, uh, Ken Campbell, uh, sort of dilly daddled around the question of Connor McDavid's. Happiness and whether or not he's unhappy in Edmonton. Uh, Ken Campbell's a Toronto-based writer that writes for the Hockey News, and here's Connor's response.
1: Uh, that's that's you know that's that's just not the case at all. I, I'm, I'm I'm here to be a part
0: of the solution, and and, uh, and and that's all I'll say on that. You know, it's just after a while, it just. You know who else wanted to be a part of the solution? Taylor Hall wanted to be part of the solution. He didn't want to get traded out of here. Uh, There's this mythology out there. Uh, The Oilers had the third highest probability of landing uh, McDavid in 2015. The Leafs had the fourth highest. So basically Toronto kept their draft spot because they ended up fourth and got Mitch Marner, and the Oilers moved up from three to one. Thank you very much, Tyler, for taking the time to Texas uh, on our Heartland Ford text line. Um, McDavid was also asked a question about the character in the Oilers' room right now. Bob Nicholson spoke a bit about character. I spoke about speed and skill and adding that uh, moving forward, long term. But uh, McDavid was asked uh, about the character in the Oilers' room.
1: Character-wise, um, you know, I think you know it's easy to think that we have turmoil in our locker room or we have you know this and that. We
0: don't have that at all. We're a tight group. You know, guys love to play for each other, um, you know, so it's not that. And uh, you know, McDavid had some interesting comments earlier in the week pertaining to, you know, either in or you're out. And he added uh, some additional thoughts and his harsh comments towards the team earlier this past week. You
1: know, I mean, that's something that 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 we talk about in the room. You know, it's it's nothing new. I mean no teammates that watched that interview or if they did whatever were like, surprised. And I don't think anyone in the hockey world would be surprised to say that. I think that's pretty cliche. Is you know, If you really don't believe in the group, then you don't have to be
0: there. Um, you know, so. so I don't think it's an issue of character myself. No, I'm not in the room, but I don't think it's an issue of character. I just don't think the others have enough uh, offensive weapons up front to support uh, a period in which they're down a couple defensemen. Right? When the goalies stop the puck of the defense, you have better defensemen playing and the scoring chances aren't as high caliber. Uh, You can handle not having a prolific offensive team. So, Leon Dreisettle is also at the All Star weekend, and he was asked on who he'd like to play with in the All Star game. It's hard to pick one guy. I really don't want to
1: disrespect anyone. But no. to me, uh, Eric Carlson is, uh, you know, he's always my favorite favorite defenseman to watch. He's, he's just no, there's no, he's just always relaxed. It seems so chill on the
0: ice. There's no stress point ever for him. So, um, he's, yeah, he's a guy that, you know, I would really look forward to. Edmonton Oilers organization also, as we all know, if you're listening to a show called Oilers now, uh, president and general manager of the Oilers hockey operations site, Peter Shirelli, was relieved of his duties late Monday night. The Oilers made it official Tuesday. saddle had this to say on Shirelli's firing. You know, obviously, those are
1: always tough days, I mean, um, I said it before, you know, there's only so much, you know, those people, coaches, management, they can do, you know, uh, to, to a certain degree, it's, it's, it's about us players, we need to figure out how, how to win hockey games and, and be a successful organization, and uh, there's only so much, uh, you know, those guys can do, but, um, you know, obviously, those, those days are tough, and um, I guess uh, it is part of, of the business though.
0: All righty. So there's some comments from the Oilers to All-Stars. McDavid, who is the captain for Team Pacific, and Drysaddle, who is uh, voted in by the fans, which speaks, again, volumes of the passion level for the fans in this market. And not just in this market. I mean, Brendan, we see, we'll bring you in here for a second, we see the response in terms of uh, the podcast for the show. So, not to brag, but we have very competitive numbers compared to other core shows across the country for this podcast. You know when you don't get that podcast up enough. I get guys reaching out to me several hours after the day in various parts of the planet, not just in North America, but over in Europe, uh, over in Asia, you know, that are Oilers fans that listen to the show every day. There are fathers of former players on this team that listen to the show every day uh, that are engaged and we try to get you great guests and uh, they assist us and that comes with the territory uh, and you you know what I'm saying Brendan right because if you don't have that podcast up by 2.15, 2.30 you're already hearing about it Oh, forget that. If I don't have it up by 1.30, I'm hearing about it. Really? You know, if it's not instantaneous, then uh, then forget about it. So, yeah, it's it speaks to the fan base, and the fan base has really been in the spotlight right. recently too, Bob, so I think that's heightened yeah, as well. Yeah, there, there's no question that the fan base was clearly disenchanted with the direction of the hockey club under the guidance of Peter Shirelli in the final few days. That's an absolute given. And, you know, I could have easily photocopied 15 pages of texts on shows on Monday and Tuesday and shown them to people. Uh, I mean, it's, it wasn't pretty in the end, and that's, that's, that's the situation. Lots of people have opinions on several different things. One of the things that we, I mean, we try to get you good guests. And uh, Thursdays and Fridays, I mean, we've got Louis DeBrusque and Brian Burke on Thursdays, Elliot Freeman on Fridays, and everybody's got their own different favorite guest that does the show. Some of you like Craig Simpson on Wednesdays. Some of you, I haven't quite figured out why, like Stoffer Inspector on Tuesdays. John Shannon uh, has as much access to the NHL power brokers as there is in the NHL. Some of you totally can appreciate that. Brian Burke was on the show yesterday. We talked a lot about a lot of different things. And I forget the genesis of how the conversation started. I think I said that it's my belief the Oilers haven't been the same against Calgary since Maroon was traded. Is that how the That's, whole... So, yeah, you were talking about the toughness level and, right. and the intimidation factor of and, the Oilers. And Brian Burke had this to say. Patrick Maroon was not popular in Edmonton with his teammates, so that that's why they moved him. They, people might have liked him as a player. I agree with you. I like Patrick personally, and I, yep. do, I do think he brings the sandpaper element, Yeah, but he was not well liked there. That trade had to happen. Was, the, the veteran group was asking for that there. Okay, so that's his interpretation. I have had people suggest that to me. Nobody from the team or from the management, may I add. Uh, but I, I've had people suggest lot. We have people text us daily at six thirty-six. You know what really happened in this situation, don't you, Bob? Uh, I had a guy last year suggest to me, a former player, that there had been, uh, you know, something had occurred with uh, a guy that got moved out of here a couple of years earlier. And the guy was categorically false and wrong. So people say lots of different things. Let's use logic in the situation. There are two primary reasons why Pat What was Patrick Maroon last year? Oh, he was a UFA. And where were the Oilers? Out of the playoff mix. So logic dictates a factor in Maroon being traded was that he was a UFA. A secondary factor was the Oilers were perceived as a slow team... And some suggested repeatedly, I might have been one of them, that the combination of Maroon and Lucic, given the struggles that Lucic were having, you probably couldn't have both guys moving forward. And some of you get that. Now, the irony is that some have said you're wrong. You can't have them both move, uh, moving forward if you play a certain way. It's not that they're slow It's that you, or that they're redundant or similar type of players. If you have a fast guy that accomplishes nothing, how much use does he have? Good question. Again, I'm not in the room. Uh, I'm not big in a popularity contest, and I'm not stupid. I also know that not everybody likes me out there, so you deal with it. It happens. Uh, What I will say is, given the current context and configuration of the Oilers roster, I would suggest to you Patrick Maroon's probably better than five or six of the forwards that are here right now, and he's been healthy scratched in St. Louis, which brings me to another issue, and that issue is something that may sound a little off, but is a perspective that I will share with you. And it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm right. Um, But I'd be intrigued to see. I have a theory on something that happened. So when the Edmonton Oilers were under the ownership of the Edmonton Investors Group, they couldn't afford to take big risks. They had to sell off some of their top end players Uh, This is why Bill Guerin was traded for Anson Carter and then Guerin got $9 million a year. This is why Doug Waite was traded to the St. Louis Blues because Edmonton couldn't afford to pay him at that time. Um, The Oilers were very fiscally responsible. And sometimes when they had things that weren't working out with guys, sometimes they just internally resolved them and worked with the player to get better. Daryl Cates comes aboard, and I think we all know that the pocketbooks got opened a little bit. And I wonder whether or not at times, sometimes, some of the perspectives were, well, that's just time for an, uh, a change. Time for, um, you know, time for a second opinion. Let's move them along. So I'll give you an example, Devin Dubnik. Is Devin Dubnik the number one goaltender in the National Hockey League right now? Uh, yes, he is. He's been Minnesota's number one goaltender for the last five years. He did have a tough year in 13-14. He had about a nine eighteen save percentage the three years before that, but he had a tough year. He had a significant uh, thing happen in his life where he became a father. Uh, he had a tough start with a rookie head coach, and the Oilers said, well, you know what, let's move him along here. And some would say maybe what the team should have done is worked harder to work with the player. That is a perspective that has been shared to me on numerous times by certain people out there in the hockey world. Let's take it one step further. The others had a player named Taylor Hall. Pretty good player. Maybe didn't quite get to where everybody hoped. And you needed a defenseman, but they made a trade. You know, was he a problem child? I don't know. I'm not in the room. All I'll tell you is that p- former players that I respected that played with him said he was a pretty good guy. And uh, I got texts on a daily basis from certain guys out there that maybe didn't understand personal boundaries in public that would complain about, well, Taylor wasn't nice to me in this situation. So I'm going to tell you a quick story on that front. In the mid-1980s, I went to a establishment known as Barry Tee's. You may have heard of it. It has legendary lore in this community. And there were some Oiler players at a table, two tables away. And me and my young group, which were like 18, 19, 20 at the time, left them alone. We barely had $100 between the four of us. And uh, none of us had a credit card. And suddenly there was 16 Curz Light delivered to our table. And we looked over, and the bartender kind of, we looked at the bartender, and the server dropped the drinks off, and she looked at us, and she said, that's from that table over there. And it was Mark Messier was at the table. So he was in this place, and we had left him alone. And there was just a nod, and we got it, because that's how you deal with guys in that situation. You don't sit there and try to get in the guy's grill or face. So... I will tell you that, I, like, I look at Jason Strudwick, and I hear Jason's stuff on the other station once. I've never once heard him say or make a negative comment about Taylor. And I trust Jason's judgment on this because he was in the room with him. You know? Trade happened. Oilers needed a defenseman. There were some... When the scouting occurred on that, there were some people that thought that he had, that Adam Arson had a higher offensive dimension. I think it would suffice to say it's now proven that it, there's some limits there. Adam Arson's a real good player. Taylor Hall turned out to be an MVP. As I have repeatedly stated in the past, if Taylor Hall theoretically were to go to free agency, it would be incumbent upon the other 30 NHL organizations and New Jersey. to make, I mean, that's the reigning, you know, it's an MVP from a year earlier. So if he ends up being an MVP in 2020, absolutely everybody should consider looking at the guy. But maybe somewhere some person said, you know what, let's move this guy along. Take it one step further this year, Ryan Strom. Instead of looking for a loser, like I actually thought Ryan Strom was starting to gain some traction as a third-line player. But there was a decision made, well, time for a new start, fresh start. And I wonder if you have less money. As an organization, if you're more reluctant to make moves like that. That's where I'm kind of going. And because the pocketbooks were opened up, did that perhaps provide too cavalier of a perspective on players? Maybe I'm right. Maybe I am completely wrong on that. You tell me. You can text us at 630. Put it this way. I guess what I'm saying to you is sometimes you got to fix your own problems and just not give up on them. Okay. Now, not every former Oiler has turned out to be a great player elsewhere. Neil Yakupov, liked him personally. He's in the KHL. But there's some other guys, like Dubnik and Petrie and Hall, that have continuously improved. And some would say, well, maybe they wouldn't have proved if they were never traded. And maybe that's a fair assessment, too. Anyways, 1226 in Edmonton. Uh, thank you for listening to that diatribe. And if you've already turned me off, well, you missed sure and utter brilliance. Off to a global news weather traffic update today with Morgan Black. And when we come back, for the River Cree Resort and Casino, Elliot Friedman. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.